Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics, Melissa Browdy from Icing the Fed. Yeah, Roger Royce is here and Joe Marguccio, two of our residential troublemakers, in studio on a beautiful, snowy, cold, I don't know. It's Saturday morning. It's time to talk high school sports. Morning, y'all. Morning, y'all. Snowy where? Well, a little bit. Trace. Well, what's that bright light out there? That's the sun. It's don't worry brisk. about it. Just don't look directly at it, Rod. You'll be all right. All right. Happy birthday to a good friend of the show, Tom Prince, uh, a father, proud father of Zachary Prince of Orchard Park. And uh, you've heard me talk about Tom and all that he does for Southtown's baseball. So we want to wish Tom a happy birthday. Congratulations to Canisius football. They are state champions in the Catholic uh, division. We will have them in studio next week, Coach Robbins, Bryce, uh, and uh, the crew. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, programming notes, there will be no show on the 24th. The Bills are playing at 1 o'clock that day, so we're going to move aside for pregame stuff. But we will return on the 31st. We'll talk girls basketball. We have Nate Butel and Brian Baker Wilson coming in studio to talk girls basketball. So we have all of that. Uh, check out Mark Adair's Football Weekly, his all-Western New York team, getting rave reviews on our Facebook page. Uh, so we have all that. Uh, news and notes, Frank Wolf. Good morning, Tony. It's How brisk doing, outside. It is. Brisk. Brisk. Brisk iced tea. I like that. There are news and notes. Yes, let's hear it. All right. Pete Schneider. Yes! Pete Schneider's moving up, or moving on. Or sideways. Yeah. He's going to be the next executive director of the Monsignor Martin Athletic Association. He's taking off from St. Joe's, as he's currently their AD, and also the father of a Rochester Amherst, Buffalo Sabre prospect, Cole Schneider. And and also a brother-in-law of two Kensington grads. Oh, we had to go there. Well, we're going to wish Pete uh, congratulations <laughs> anyway, uh, and I know he'll do uh, a fantastic job. I just hope uh, one of the things that he does is creates a uh, website strictly for Monsignor Martin Sports that links all the schools together and schedules so you have one central place to go to for sports information. I talked to him on Tuesday after the announcement was made, and he said he was going to open up those lines of communication a little bit better for media. So that's Excellent. a big plus for everybody. Maybe some media I passes. Just, I just hope he's not, you know... I'm sorry. Uh, after that St. Joe's time and uh, incident, uh, what happened to Brian Kashesky? To me, it was a travesty. Brian was so good to this program. He's a good guy. Treated us like royalty. Did not deserve the what I I call blatant disrespect. 
His decision only counted when agreed with the principals. If that's the case, why do you even have a puppet in that situation? Moving on. Uh, congratulations, Connolly Cup winner. The 45th winner of the Connolly Cup went to Bennett's Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, last Saturday, he was awarded the trophy by Dennis Saro. Uh, Nathan Emer. Emer? Emer. Emer, Trench Trophy champion. Uh, Iroquois High from School. From Iroquois High School. Uh, congratulations to him. He was awarded on Wednesday night at a nice dinner. Uh, there's five wrestling tournaments going on right now, five or six. You got one in Cheektowaga, Depew, Orchard Park, Pioneer, Portville, and Springville. So if you're into wrestling, uh, any one of those schools are going to have a ton of wrestlers there going at it today. The WNY Athletics High School Athlete of the Week was Julia Mings, high school-fed girls player. She had eight goals, four assists, <laughs> and two games last week. So she is the winner of the Athlete of the Week. And Kendall Mills, Kenmore East, Bulldog, Girls basketball player, she's 20 points away from the 1,000-point plateau. They play Luport away on Tuesday nights where she could uh, hit the mark. I wanted to say uh, congratulations, and I didn't. Uh, I don't remember his first name, uh, but a bowler, Bellavia for Niagara Falls, rolled a 300. Uh, that would be, I think, his first 300. And needless to say, I'm jealous. I could get 300 in three games. I was going to say that. <laughs> That's good, Raj. <laughs> Tony, so, we want to get uh, good well wishes to our good friend and contributor to the show, Bob Carnavalli. Had hernia surgery uh, this past week. Uh, I guess there's no really right time of the year for Bob to have uh, procedures like that. Whether He's you know, too busy summer, to have anything done. Yeah, in the summer, uh, he's involved with baseball. He's part of the Conley Cup Committee. And unfortunately, I guess he had to give up something. So he had to give up the El Pastor. He had the surgery early this week, and he's always a regular. So, Bob, and I know you're listening, get well soon. Uh, get well, sooner Bob. Sooner we see you out there, the better. Uh, a reminder, next Saturday at Springville High School will be the annual tribute salute to the veterans basketball game. They are no longer uh, supporting uh, the uh, Wounded Warrior Project because of some of the controversy until that gets ironed out. So what they will be doing, all proceeds of the annual game between Springville and Mount Mercy Academy Magic, all the proceeds will go to the uh, AMVETS and the American Legion Post in uh, uh, you know Southtown. So Excellent. That would be next Saturday, JV at noon, girls at one thirty at Springville High School. Outstanding. Anything else, gentlemen, before we move on to hockey? Just so I want to plug today, at 2.30 and 4 will be the girls' and boys' respectively finals of the Franklinville tournament uh, out there. Uh, in fact, I think at 11 o'clock are the con- girls' consolation. 12.30 will be the boys' consolation. Uh, 2 o'clock will be the girls' championship. And I believe that's Franklinville and Portville. And uh, at 4 Four o'clock would be the boys' championship, Franklinville versus, I will get to that shortly. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Frank's working on it as we speak. And the winner is (laughs) Franklinville boys will be playing Randolph. So once again, Franklinville High School, for all you Southtowners junkies, uh, 11 o'clock until 6 o'clock today for basketball games. Anything canceled in the Jamestown area due to the snow? I know they got pounded pretty bad. Uh, were there any I tournaments or anything going on? I don't know today. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jamestown girls are playing at Lancaster 
Uh, yesterday, I think, were most of the cancellations. Uh, uh, after-school activities were canceled at Jamestown, Fruisburg, Falconer, and Southwestern. Now, I didn't hear anything about Maple Grove, so I assume everything was on there. They must have been slightly away from the uh, severe ban. Uh, Kowanda, I guess, a lot of stuff was canceled there and Springville as well. Well, they were talking about canceling or postponing, I should say, postponing the Section 6 uh, Hall of Fame oh, yeah, dinner that's yesterday. Right. But uh, that did go on as planned. Um, 16 guys went into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, Larry Veronica, a good friend of ours, uh, was honored. Um, Dick post- Gallagher, Dick Bob Lanier, I yeah. Whole bunch of names. Yeah, we mentioned the list, and I had posted it on our Facebook page uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, congratulations, Harvey to, uh, Austin, the late Harvey Austin, Harvey Austin, and not the least of which would have been Warren Spahn. Correct? Wasn't Warren Spahn on that list? Yeah. What took so long? Yeah. <laughs> only a couple of years. Yeah. Well, you know, he's only what he would be ninety if he were alive today or something like that. Uh, uh, who did we miss? Oh, Jay Who Kalkrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of Jerry Baldelli. Jer- it's easier talking when I had my own teeth, Anthony. Don't Jerry use Baldelli, uh, Frontier uh, Administrator. Again, Jehu Kalkrick. Jim Conley, Newfane Administrator and Contributor. Donnie Gilbert. How can I leave off Donnie Gilbert? He should have been the You're first slipping. or second name after Warren Spahn that I should have mentioned. Well, so. you let me lead in. That's why. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. You confused me. 50 lashes. Which doesn't like take I tell much. Anthony, I don't come here to be confused. If I want to be confused, I'll stay home with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> what I have to deal with every week here. All right, guys, let's talk hockey. That's why we're here today. And, uh, you know, you talk about hockey. is so popular in West New York. This is... You know, hockey country, uh, basically. Uh, Melissa, I mean, you've said it a hundred times on this show. You go to any game and it's going to be packed with uh, screaming fans and they can't get enough hockey. Yeah, it's true. It's it's really fun. It's a fun atmosphere at all the high school games. I was actually, I was scorekeeping one of the high school games at Harbor Center and there was a junior Sabres game going up after and a couple of the players from the other team came out, looked up, they go, this is more fans than we get at our games. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I start. What's new in Fed hockey? I know there's been talk of uh, teams that want to join Fed. In fact, uh, if you guys remember last, uh, I want to say springtime, we had Star Point hockey in, and uh, they talked a little bit on how they're exploring the possibilities to see if it's feasible for them to join Fed. Anybody new this year or could be joining soon? There's no new teams this year, but the way they did the four divisions for the realignment last year and this year, that could be over after this year. They'll have a meeting during the offseason with a couple Fed coaches and talk about the possibility of adding a couple more teams. I heard Star Point, as you said. I also heard rumors that St. Mary's and Lancaster wants to come back to the Fed as they were a couple of years ago. Oh, the more teams you can get in, obviously, the stronger the league gets. Yep, and the more difficult my job is, but I don't mind <laughs> yeah, that. You don't mind that part. Nope. <laughs> Not at all, no. Um, you know, it's great that we get to dedicate a show today to hockey, especially high school hockey in Western New York. Um, you know, you have the boys fed, you have the girls fed, you also have the club level hockey. Right. And then Nichols, who doesn't necessarily participate, they do their own thing, where, you know, current Sabres head coach Dan Bilesman has a son playing. Oh, really? Son Brian plays for Nichols, yep. Are they considered like in the prep league, like this one St. Francis team? They're a prep team. Okay. So that's, that's like a, uh, a notch above uh, what you have going on with the Fed. Perhaps. 
Yeah, Nichols and more St. travel exactly. and you know playing some more elite tournaments and elite teams around the not just the area, the country and mm-hmm. college teams too. They'll really? Play, yeah, they'll play some. They'll yeah. play college teams. I believe they had a college team in last night, Ridley, per, uh, in Buffalo, right here. They had a, they had a they partook in a Travis Roy Foundation type game where all the proceeds went to the Travis Roy Foundation. He's a player from I believe Boston University. He uh, played eleven seconds. And then he fell into the boards awkwardly, and he never, you know, never played another. He was paralyzed, like a, yes, right? Yes, he was paralyzed. Uh, so he has a foundation, and I know they had something going on yesterday at Nichols uh, to help him in his cause. Outstanding. All right, let's get into uh, uh, into Fed notes of what's going on. I mean, you mentioned realignment. Uh, is it different from last year, or is the alignments the same as last year? The, the alignments this year are the same as last okay. year. So you still have Ken Maurice, Hamburg, and Williams at least stop playing the large schools. Yeah, so still with large and small. Uh, Ken Maurice defending champions, uh, and... Who else was out there defending? Uh, St. Joe's. St. Joe's, that's right. How can I forget Coach uh, Crozier? He'd kill me if I... <laughs> By the way, have they lost since they've been on the show last year? They tied. This they tied. Um, oh, my God, they tied? They tied. <gasps> and they I know I'm going to be getting... <laughs> hey, uh, Tone, can we come on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tied Lancaster, which... Um, well, it doesn't count as a loss, though, so technically they haven't lost since they've been on the true. show. Surprise. Well, you know, you're going with the uh, glass half full. There's people out there with the glass half comf- uh, half empty. Well, it don't count as a win either. So <laughs> Still very late, but just to give you a rundown, Division One is Lancaster, Canisius, Orchard Park, St. Joe's, Niagara Wheatfield, and Williamsville North. Division Two: Clarence, Williamsville East, Bishop Time, and Hamburg, Kenmore East, Frontier, uh, make up Division Two. Division Three: got Grand Island, Williamsville South, West Seneca West, West Seneca East, Niagara Falls, St. Francis, and then Division Four. You got Ken West, Lewport, Amherst, North Tonawanda, Sweet Home, and Lockport. Now, the one thing, if I remember correctly, is it doesn't go accor- necessarily going to go according to school size, but rather uh, competitiveness, strength uh, of program, and, as right? They say. Yeah. Like Niagara Falls, the largest school in in Western New York, but yet they're playing down because they're still developing that program. Lockport, same thing. They're same thing, Lockport. They're technically a large school, so playoffs, Niagara Falls and Lockport are going to be up playing the large schools, but during the regular season, they're down in, in Divisions 3 and 4. So. Let's talk about uh, our two defending champions, St. Joe's and Kemmer East. Do they have uh, the strength back, or are, is this going to be rebuilding for them, or they just reload and continue? St. Joe's has pretty much reloaded and continued is the way it's looking. They've I'm lost shocked. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, with 180 players in your program, you're going to be able to fill in pretty well every year. They've lost a few players from last year, um, specifically a couple strong defensemen. Their goalie, who was a sophomore last year, who was very good, decided to play full-year travel. I'm not sure which organization he's with, but he's no longer with St. Joe's. And then Kenmore East, um, it's a little bit of a rebuilding year for them. They're without Trevor Prey, A.J. Marinelli, uh, Cullen Smythe, a couple other they're, you know, stronger defensemen. Um, Anthony Tulipane. Tulipane, yeah, I was just going to mention him. Um, They do return Chase Ford, who split time during the regular season and met with Brad Herman last year. He's very good. Um, They they had a crazy game against Williamsville East on Thursday night, went to overtime, and Williamsville East won 6-5. But then last night, Ken Maurice was shut out by Hamburg, 5-0, and only totaled nine shots on goal. So it's... 
I, you know, it's it's a little early. Those are the only two Fed games they've played so far. So now, was that a result of good see. defense or not executing on offense? It was good defense. Hamburg looked very strong out there. It was also their goalie, Griffin Coppola's first varsity shutout, so congratulations to him. Didn't make his job too difficult having to make nine saves out there, but um, you know the way the, the defense played in front of him was very good. There was one goalie I read about, uh, not in our area, I think it was in uh, in Michigan, I think he set a record, 98 saves in one game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, did he have anybody playing defense? Was this my 1980 Burgard team <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that he was playing for? I mean, come on. As far as Ken East goes, I was going to ask you about them. Um, I did jump on a bandwagon last year because Cause of Tula Payne. No, that's my school. That's, that's where I graduated from. But they was had, Dominic your classmate? Yes, my grade. Okay, and like my best his friend father. Back then. So um, I was told that they had to move up because they were a powerful team for like two years. Yes, so they're one of the schools playing up. They're in Division Two this year. Yeah, so I said they're kind of going to be in trouble last year when I when, when I talked to some of the parents and players. Yeah, they're going to have a. They, well, I mean, we just <clears throat> named four guys, yeah, key guys. Speaking with Coach Prey, um, it's definitely going to be ups and downs this year, growing pains. Um, I watched them, you know, against Will East, and actually they had a lead. Uh, I believe a three-one lead at one time, and they, you know, they came back, tied it up late, and then gave it up again, tied it up, gave it up in overtime. Um, little thin, maybe on that after the top two lines there. They're definitely going to have some growing pains this year. Um, they, Brett Herman was a very underrated, good, very good goalie. Chase, still very good. I believe he had, did he have five shutouts last year? And five, he, he had at least two. I was going to, I want to say he two was or three. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but he's going to need some help. Definitely going to need some help. If so Ken will Maurice they drop is, next year? I don't think so. I don't think they'll drop. They'll but keep up? But then again, if you get, uh, teams coming in, you might have, you might have no choice realignment. So I mean, it might that, be a complete overhaul. Yeah, I mean, some of the coaches yeah. aren't real happy with the way the the realignments were this year and are hoping to. Let me give you a tip: coaches are never out. happy. Never. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Coaches are never going to be happy. That's just the nature of the beast, I guess. Uh, you know, when you're looking at, at at the top teams, are we talking about okay? You've got two good lines or three good lines to make up a good team. I'll tell you this: St. Joe's. They probably could have two or three teams in the Fed, and they'd probably all do very well. Um, a team like Lockport, you know, they're scrounging to get kids to come out. They're, it's going to be a long year for them. We talked to Coach a couple times. Uh, but yeah, but hockey has good numbers. I would They be... do. And, you know, with the Cornerstone Arena opening, Lockport, who knows? That should be able to draw in some more players into that program, Especially you would Especially if they hope. could develop a youth uh, program. That's where it starts. That's yes, in starts. anything, whatever yeah. sport, it all starts with the youth program. That's why I, I harp and talk so much about little league football. And you know, this is this is the foundation. Teams yeah, like years Saint ago, Joe's. wasn't uh, Lockport with the Keenan Center? And I always thought that was a hotbed, especially in the earlier days of the Sabers. You know, the Memorial Auditorium days with the Sabers. I thought Lockport was a hotbed. Well, it could hockey. be that it could be that they're not playing for their high school team. It could be that those players might be playing with the Junior Sabers. They might be playing with the Blades. They could be playing with the Regals. Yeah, because even there, because you had the uh, besides Lockport, and then you know it drifted down. Wheatfield was a hotbed years ago. You well, know those. when they were club. Yeah. Yes. Even when you yeah, look when at when they would score ten goals a game. When you look at a school like Amherst, they're in Division Four. Amherst. I mean, you know they're just crawling with hockey players in Amherst, but they're not playing for the school team. They're playing. Well, for they're battling the, for travel teams yeah, it, for yeah, players. It, that they're they're going to Joe's or they're playing at a private school. 
You know, Amherst is having a tough time. I watched them the other night. They have an, an unbelievable goaltender. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more hockey talk. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. This doesn't get you going, nothing will. It's a Carol of the Bells, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. If you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch Trans-Siberian Live, uh, I believe from Las Vegas. It's the one show I watched. It'll blow your mind away. One, that's on my bucket list. One of these years, I have to see that concert. These guys are so amazing. Some of the greatest musicians. I, I can't get enough. Thank you, Nate. All right. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. No, it's not uh, Star 102 playing Christmas music. You are listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking hockey. We have Frank Wolf and we have Melissa Browdy from Icing the Fed. And uh, we're breaking it down, looking at what's going on this year. So break it down for us. You know, I'm going to lead off with this. Patrick Coletta is working with a group to open up uh, two new pads out in Hamburg. More ice rinks. It's a beautiful thing. I would say so. Anytime, I mean, yeah. more rinks the better. Those it means more ice time. Reported first by John Vogel. It's in the Buffalo News today. Excellent. Read up on it. So we need more rinks. Yeah, we do. But um, compared to when I played, it's ridiculous the amount of rinks that we have. Did you have to, have to go across the bridge to the Fort Erie Arena play? No. <laughs> That's way back I'm, in my yeah, day. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have yeah, to. It was outdoor rink. The only indoor rink I think was the Fort Erie Arena. We had the, Other than Memorial Auditorium, and you knew you weren't going to get ice time there. Yeah, we had the Twin Rinks and Wheatfield, I think we used to play at when we were kids. That was the closest to us. So drive from North Buffalo to Wheatfield. But, all right, break us down. Uh, you know, let's look at uh, at the teams, how they uh, stack up this year. Well, in Boys Fed, we'll start with Division One, and, you know, right off the bat, there's, you know, again, Lancaster, Canisius, OP, St. Joe's, Niagara, Wheatfield, and Williamsville North. Caught St. Joe's Niagara Wheatfield uh, to open up the season. Um, Niagara Wheatfield right now is out in uh, with a few other teams right now out in Eastern New York uh, playing in the Pelham tournament. Yep, it's called the Grade Eight Plus One tournament hosted by Pelham High School. They've got Sweet Home out there, Williamsville East, and Niagara Wheatfield. Is that a good gauge for our teams when they go out and play in these type of terms to see where they are as far as strength with other parts of the state? For it sure. definitely is. Pelham was here for states last year. Um, I believe they lost in the semifinals, but they okay. were here, so you know they're a strong team, and um, as are the other teams that are playing out there in this tournament. Yeah, you'll definitely see them this spring. Uh, you know, Western New York again gets to host uh, the states, which is a beautiful thing at Harbor Center. Um, should be there every year. It should be there every year, and hopefully, you know, with like what Melissa does with Icing the Fed and, you know, these other websites like ours that are trying to give more attention to Fed hockey, you know, we really need to get fill up that Harbor Center when these games come. Even if they're, you know, thank God Ken East, or, uh, Ken East was playing last year. Otherwise, that place might have been, you know, no one would have been there. We need to really draw more attention to what's going on with Section 6 and Fed hockey so we can fill that Harbor Center up. I mean, it's just sitting there. It's a beautiful facility. And with states coming back, we really need to do what we have to do to get these kids the exposure so that we can draw up interest and draw more people down to Harbor Center for states. Some schools draw very well when they, whether they're playing you know, over here in Amherst. Like Will North, they travel very well. Uh, Kenmore East is another one. So St. Joe's, Canisius, if you get a chance, 
just to watch the two student sections go at it, it's something to see. It's I actually enjoy watching them more in the hockey arena than you do at the football field because it's it's a lot you know smaller venue. It's louder. It's a lot louder, and it, they're very passionate. They're very passionate. So it's pretty cool to see. I yeah, love watching. You don't see the uh, enthusiasm at the football games. Yes, it's there, but it's so spread out on a wider uh, venue. Uh, look at the basketball games. That's it's. Yeah. You know, you got the Canisius on the one end, St. Joe's on the other end. They leave the side court for all the fans and all that. It's a great atmosphere. And it's like that when the two West Seneca teams play. You know, it's like that for a lot of teams that have rivalries. Or Will North and or excuse me, Will South and Will East rivalries such as that. Yeah, on a football field, you just can't. You know, even and like well, obviously at the Ralph, you got this huge. Arena and it looks like spatterings of people around. It just isn't the There's same. There's no emotion at no, the Ralph. None, none whatsoever. The lid, the nerf, whatever Roger wants to call it. The nerf. The That's nerf. Frank's. But I'm interested term. to hear what Melissa thinks about these teams in Division One to see who she thinks uh, might be able to to be at the top. I mean, we're early in the season. They play 20 games. It's a long season. A couple of these teams have already played each other. They're going to meet again at some point. I'm, I'm interested to hear who you think is going to represent Division One at the end. I did rankings on Tuesday, and a couple of the games that have happened since then have already messed up my rankings. So, uh, <laughs> go figure. The first, first of all, Monday night, I wasn't sure whether to rank Lancaster or St. Joe's number one because I had heard that Lancaster was coming in really strong. So, of course, they tied. So, I put Lancaster first and St. Joe's second, but that's something that could go back and forth all year. I had Canisius after that, then I had Orchard Park, and then Williamsville North. Those are my rankings for divisions one and two together. Hmm. Williamsville North defeated Orchard Park Thursday night, um, and so that you know already uh, messed up. Coach Rosen showing off. It was like six nothing. It was six nothing. Yeah, so definitely it Coach Rosen showing wasn't off. Wasn't even a close one. Yep. <laughs> so you're definitely not a one and a one A person, huh? It's either one or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was tough to to sort them out, but. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what I had for Divisions 1 and 2 for the first week. But the thing I love about Fed Hockey, it's the same this year as it was last year, is that it seems like any team can beat any other team on any given night. So you got to bring it. There's no uh, taking a night off. Exactly. Absolutely. No, yeah, not to mention whether off. or not you run into a hot goaltender. Ooh. That's true. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't count the amount of times I've heard a coach or a player say that they have to, you know, can't take a shift off, can't take a game off, can't take a day off. You have to give it your all every game, every shift, every day. It seems like some years it's uh, year of the goalie or, or year of the score. What are we looking at this year? This year there are quite a few strong goalies and then just a lot of really solid team play. There aren't a whole lot of superstars out there this year. Um, but so you might see goals come down a little bit? I think so, yeah. Right. Um, Williams Elise's games have been a little weird where they've had two very high-scoring games. They won their first game against Frontier 8-7 and their second game against Ken Maurice 6-5. Shootouts are fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like those kind of games. High-scoring games are great. you know. And, and there's a lot of unknowns, especially with goal, with in the goaltenders. Um, St. Joe's, they lost one of their goalies last year. I believe he went to join the Junior Sabres. But now they have Ben Wepner. And nobody really knows a whole lot about this kid, and he turned in two very strong performances already. So that's I mean, how you make a name for yourself. Yeah, um, I think Jeremy Ianko, his name is at St. Joe's. He's got one of the biggest goals in St. Joe's last year. Scored a state winner this year. He's already got a couple of goals. He's playing really well. Uh, I'm still stunned at what Will North did to Orchard Park, though, on Thursday night. I still can't get over that. I expected that to be a close game, and Orchard Park's goalie is very, very good. He's very good. 
He's the reason they were able to tie Canisius in their opening game. He had 38 saves in net. Wow. First thing Coach Josh Daniker said to me after the game was, "Told you Tommy was good." <laughs> you know, he just he showed it out there, and I I don't I don't know if it was a little you know weird of a night for him Thursday, but he is very good, and I've seen how good he can be, and I expect that to continue. This type they, of deal where you might see, okay, you had a lopsided game, but then when they play again, it, it could be totally different. Exactly, yeah. And he also he he rebounded very nicely last night. They played Timon and Orchard Park beat Timon one nothing. So you know that you know had to be. Um, pretty strong on his part. Sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see how well Canisius does. Um, I mean, St. Joe's has been getting beat up by Canisius in basketball and in football the last few years, but St. Joe's and Canisius, St. Joe's seems to be just a little bit higher when it comes to ranking these teams, but Canisius might be able to close the gap this year. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Canisius too is a little bit of an unknown at this point. They've you know they they lost a couple of players. They've got a few new faces, so it'll be interesting to see where they end up. And then Lancaster. You know they're going to be. You know a lot. Of, a lot of players I heard had come back from playing. Um, you know for either the Junior Sabers or playing for outside yes. organizations. They're coming back to Lancaster now. They could be a team to watch for as well. Yeah, they could. Then and, and that's that's one of those teams really that I saw though. Even though they have those players back, they just they're just solid all around. They don't have that one superstar player. They just have a really strong offense, a really strong defense, and strong goaltending to go along with and it. Coach Rosin from Niagara Weefield. I know they're off to a tough start already. Um, I th- believe they lost last night in at the Pelham tournament. They play again today, um, but even he said, "Look, you know, our team's not there just yet, but we will get there. It's a long season." And Niagara Weefield brings it every single night. They have a, another very good goalie there, Tellerico. His name is. Um, I expect Niagara Weefield to be much better. You know, three, four games down the road, so they should be able to battle back. And that that Division One, and then what Will North did to. OP the other night. I don't know if OP just had a, a rough night. It was a late game, 9 p.m., but still, Will North, they could be back. And if they are, I'd watch out. Will North is another one of those teams similar to St. Joe's that just fills in really well every year, no matter how many players they lose. Another coach said, even when they're not good, they're good. <laughs> well, it's called a program. You know, anytime you look at, regardless of the sport, if you're winning year in and year out, you're a program. And uh, they've done a fantastic job for as long as I could remember. Then, of course, you got Division Two. You got Clarence, Will East, who just had two unbelievably high scoring games. Mike Stefan, he's a D1 commit to play baseball at Canisius. This kid could probably play college hockey, maybe at the D3 level, um, but something tells me he may want to play hockey at Canisius. He, mm-hmm. he might be able to. This kid's a very, very good hockey player, scores a lot of great goals. And he's a wrecking ball on the ice, I and mean, he's phenomenal with the puck. Speaking and, of Mike Steffen, it's uh, Williams Elise is playing Rye right now down at the Pelham tournament. It's one nothing on a Mike Steffen goal. Five sixteen into the or five sixteen left in the first. Period. Imagine that. <laughs> She's all over it. Yeah, and then you <laughs> got it. Uh, Bishop Timon, uh, Hamburg, Ken East, and Frontier. Of course, we've spent some time with Ken East. Definitely going to be a long. It uh, could be a long year for them, but. Like uh, Coach Prey had said, you know, give us fifteen, twenty game, you know, ten, fifteen games, and let's see how it shakes out towards the end of the season. Is hockey a, a little bit like uh, in the, with basketball, where you, know, you have the tip-off tournaments and everything? But by the time you get to the end of February, you're looking at a different team. They grow during the season. They they improve. They much sharper. Do we see a lot of that hockey where you know games that you're watching now? Then when you go and watch them at the end of February, the teams look different. Yeah, it's every team's goal. I feel like every coach has told me their goal is to just go into the playoffs as strong as they can. Every team makes the playoffs in Fed hockey, so that makes it a Unless little easier. Unless they opt out. Right. 
Um, although if they do opt out, they're in danger of being kicked out of the Fed. Which oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought that they had that. If yeah. you know, if it were really terrible, just had the yeah. option of dropping. Uh, okay, this they still have to play it. Yeah. No, and plus, yeah, you got new coaches. Just, yeah, yeah you have team. new coaches. Uh, Frontier has a new coach, uh, Brian Dellinger. It's going to take time for those kids to understand the system that he wants them to play. Plus, you also have kids that are freshmen and sophomores making the jump. Right. You know, kids that played JV last year are now called up to the varsity level. They have to get caught up to the speed. You know, I know a couple of freshmen at Ken East that just didn't look ready on Thursday. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe by game 10 or 11, these kids will see the speed of the game and they'll be more comfortable in their skates and maybe they'll be ready to go. But you got a lot of kids that are sophomores now. Now they're juniors getting their first taste of Fed hockey. So absolutely it takes a little bit of time to grow, time to gel. And who knows? Ken Maurice, maybe they are with Chase Ford and Ned, who's very good. Maybe they could be something special towards the end of the year. You just don't know. All right, guys, let's take a break. Before we go to the break, we do want to give a, a shout-out uh, to the girls' side. Uh, plug uh, the website for us, Frank. Yeah, WNYGirlsHockey.com. Bill Pavone does a hell of a job with that website. Um, there's seven girls in the Fed right now. Um, all the private schools are one team. You know, Williamsville's got a team. Kenmore's combined with Grand Island and a couple other teams. Um, but the, and they all their games are free. They start a little bit earlier than the boys' teams. They're free to go to. Go visit WNYGirlsHockey.com. Go see a game. These girls put on a phenomenal show. Also, uh, we are going to right now. We're we're experimenting with Facebook Live. So uh, we are going to. When it's, uh, I guess what we're trying to do is when this is done, we'll be able to repost it. Is that how it's going to work? And then it'll be on the Inside High School Sports there page. You know, we'll be able to check that out, and uh, we'll uh, see what uh, how goofy we look doing this. I've been this. picking my nose for an hour. Great. Thanks, Francis, for telling me now. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take a break, give Frank time to pick his nose. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sales on uh, remote on location today. Is that not uh, correct? Where is he today, Nate? Buffalo Sports. Can't hear you. Buffalo Sports. Okay. Check out Sal at 11 o'clock. All right, guys, we're talking hockey, and uh, we're going through the divisions. Melissa Browdy from Icing the Fed. What else do you have? Uh, we left off where? We were with Division Two. I yep. should say Timon. Matt Myers was in the Fed last year, but he's not playing this year. And he's a very good hockey player. He is. Not only is he one of the best quarterbacks. I was just going to say he's not he's too shabby a as a football player either. Conley Cup finalist, only a junior. Yeah. Be one of the leading candidates, I would assume, along with Dylan McDuffie a year from now. That's going to be fun. Let's not get into that discussion already. <laughs> no. All right. Oh, let's I thought continue. you wanted to talk football 24 7, 365. I do. I do, but that would be extremely rude right now. You didn't even mention Little League today. Don't get me going. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm division, already licking my chops for next year. Division two, we got uh, Williamsville East leading the division right now with four points with those two high-scoring wins. Hamburg's right behind them. They have a win, and they have an overtime loss to Timon, where Timon came back in the third period to win. It was their both teams' first game of the year there. 
Clarence is right behind them. They have a win. Um, they they beat Tymon and they looked pretty good. I wasn't sure what to expect from Clarence this year. Um, but they're, I mean, that one game, they looked pretty good. They play Hamburg on Monday, so I think that'll show us a little more about both teams. Tymon's right behind them. They have they won that first game, and they've lost three since then. And then Kenmore East um, is 0-2 at this point, but you know both of their games are just so different that I think it'll, you know, we already talked about how we'll see kind of how they develop right. throughout the year. And then Frontier is 0-1, but they play Clarence today at... Um, at 3 o'clock at Northtown Center. So I think that'll be a, a very good uh, test of both teams as well. Coach uh, Rich Brooks at Clarence, he was at UB for a while. He's been all over. He's, you know, you know, he's like one of the Mount Rushmore coaches when it comes to Fed hockey or just Western New York hockey in general. And uh, we had Hockey Media Day just a couple weeks ago, and I met defenseman Brett Naylor, 6'4". Oh. I thought he was 7'4". Oh, he's my. a big kid. Plays lacrosse and football too, yeah. and he's solid wherever he's playing. Uh, he crushed wow. my hand. Hockey players, you ever shake a hockey player's hand? They crush it. Yeah, Mike Robitaille shucks, oh shakes my, my hand every week, and you're right. It's oh. yeah. Well, that that kid's a beast. Sort of um, like Fusak a week a year ago from uh, yeah, Will not, South. Not quite as big as Fusak, <laughs> but he's he's a big kid as well. And, I, he, and he stood in front of the net on yeah. power play. He did, he did, and it worked for him. Clarence, Actually, I believe, lost all their goaltenders. They did, yes. So this is a year that what's what's the the unknown for Clarence is their goaltending. See how that shakes out. They could be there at the end very easily. Another story I really like out of Division Two is Hamburg has a player named Neil Dake who played for the Regals last year, grew up playing goalie, decided he really wanted to play Fed hockey this year. But Hamburg has Griffin Coppola. They're good friends. And Dake had kind of always wanted to try playing forward, so he decided to see how it worked out for him. He scored a goal in their first game. He had two assists last night. And in a tournament last weekend in Cicero uh, in Syracuse, he had – Three goals and one assist in two games. So he may have made the right move. He, yeah, he's Well, think did. about it. Would you rather be shooting pucks at people or at people shooting no, pucks I'd at you? No, I'd rather shoot it, no. <laughs> he learned all the good moves. <laughs> yeah, knows how to beat the he's goalie. He's a very, a very <laughs> smart player. You know, he knows how to stand there in front of the goalie. But last night I kind of watched him, you know, sort of dodge around a couple of defenders, too, on his way to the net. Well, if you know he how the goalie's thinking, you know point. where you're going to put the puck. Exactly. <laughs> All right, what else do we have? we got Division Three. you got Grand Island, Will South, West Seneca West, and East, Niagara Falls, and St. Francis. I've seen Grand Island and Will South so far. hope to see the other teams uh, by the end of the weekend. I know Melissa, she could touch on them. She's seen them all. Yeah, and Niagara Falls also has a goalie who has decided to play forward. He started last year playing forward instead of goalie, but was uh, missed the second half of the season with an injury. So he's back this year, and he's leading the team with three goals and an assist in their first few games. Well, they have been progressing, it seemed like, every year getting a little bit better, you know, improving step by step. Are we going to look for that this year, or we're kind of like rebuilding because younger guys are coming up? Yeah, I mean, they, they have him, his name is Hunter O'Donohue. He's one of the leaders on the team, too. But they lost a very good top line last year. Mm. Um, you know, They return a couple pretty good goaltenders, but they lost 7-1 to one last night to West Seneca West. So, um, you know, they... They have a. I'm, I'm expecting West Seneca West, both of the West Seneca teams, to be very strong this year. And Grand okay. Island also is three and zero at this point. So I think you know once Niagara Falls starts playing, maybe you know some of the other teams. I think their their schedule might get a little bit easier going forward. But mm. their first couple of games, they they've lost three. So mm. Niagara Falls six underclassmen, um, you know ten, ninth and ten, six ninth and tenth graders, one freshman. 
their goaltenders are both seniors, though, I believe. So, I mean, that'll give them some stability. At we'll least keep in them that. in the games. Should. Sure. Should. And, you know, when you got Hyde Park so close to you, Niagara Falls should be pumping out more players than they... You know, they should be able to build that program up a little bit. I expect bigger things from Niagara Falls in the years to come. I was talking to a parent about that last night, though, and she was saying just not, not a real hockey community up there. You know, they wish it was, especially with Hyde Park right there, but there just isn't a whole lot of interest in hockey from the community, from the school. Yeah, I don't think a single kid that I coached this past year uh, plays hockey. I know most of them play uh, basketball and baseball. And that's amazing. So close to Canada, you would think it would be a hotbed. And, you know, Niagara University is right there. They got a nice rink that, that you yeah. know, they use. In well, how much so. of it, you know, kids, are they like to copy and, and emulate. But, you know, the Sabres haven't made the playoffs since, what, 2010? How much of that has to do with, uh, you know, the involvement at the youth level of getting kids interested when the Sabres aren't in the playoffs? I don't know how much that matters. You know, it's USA Hockey. I mean, look at Pat Kane. Look at these players. You got Jack Eichel. You know, kids gravitate to that. Yeah, but when Pat King grew up, the Sabres were better. They were, but he's think still about a product when he of... started playing. You got to think about when them yeah. them at a younger age. Well, I think with Jack Eichel, you know, and I think he, that's a help. It's a big help. USA Hockey. You got a kid like Cole Schneider that these Fed kids can look up to, and even Pat Coletta. I was just going to mention hometown, Coletta. Yeah, these hometown South kids Downer. being drafted. There's another kid from Nichols that got drafted. Name escapes me, uh, but I believe he's at Harvard right now. He's injured, but there's a kid out there uh, that that uh, came from Nichols. So when you see kids from your area, Joe Ciccone, right now he's going to be here next Friday. He was named to the U.S. Uh, under-17 team, so he'll be here next week. you got to get these younger kids involved with the game, and when they see kids like Ciccone being, playing possibly for their country, that really helps out promote the sport, and that should bring these kids in. You would think. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Frank, Roger, and Joe, thank you to Nate for producing. Uh, We'll talk to you next week uh, with more Inside High School Sports. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.